0: Before I offer a few thoughts on our wonderful gospel account today, I'd like to begin by offering a brief uh, summer update for all of you. Um, earlier this month, I began studies for a postgraduate theology degree from Sacred Heart Major Seminary in Detroit, Michigan. And so just allow me to offer a few details here this morning. The degree is specifically designed for Catholic priests and pastors who are already engaged in full-time pastoral ministry. The program blends online learning throughout the year from home, so right here in Bismarck for me, along with a five-week on-campus summer residency at Sacred Heart Major Seminary in Detroit. The program will take four years to complete, which means I'll be away from the parish from early July to mid-August for the next four summers. This year, I'll be departing on July 4th and returning to the parish on August 13th. During these five weeks away, Father Vetter will be working with our parish staff in caring for our parish. I'm grateful for his generous and kind assistance. Uh, The degree is specifically entitled A License in Sacred Theology, also known as an STL. An STL, and it's a pastoral theology degree with a focus on the new evangelization. I'm hopeful that this degree will provide me with continued education and formation in the area of evangelization, specifically how it relates to our life here at St. Mary's and our recent focus and efforts on evangelization. As my dad likes to say, school's always a good thing, right? Education's always a good thing. I'm grateful for Bishop Kagan's generous support and his kind encouragement in this new endeavor. We posted a three minute video on the homepage of our parish website, which I think offers a helpful explanation of the program if you wanna see uh, what it looks like there, what it sounds like in Detroit, and hear from other people who have gone through the program. So again, that's right on our homepage of the website, a three minute video offering uh, more details on the program. Uh, One last note on this, having already lived and studied theology, Um, in Detroit at Sacred Heart Seminary from 2009 to 2013, right before I was ordained a priest. I'm looking forward to spending time this summer at a place that had a deep impact on my life um, and my own priestly formation. And so while I'm away, um, I ask for your prayers. I'll be with you again here next weekend. But of course, know next weekend's July 4th. And many of you are going to Mass elsewhere as you're celebrating our wonderful Independence Day weekend. Um, So that'll be my last weekend. Until mid-August, so uh, when I get back, it uh, will be look, looking forward to seeing you again at that time. So just a few notes on, on our gospel here today. You know, we're used to Jesus calling the apostles right. We're really familiar with the accounts from the Gospels where Jesus would call, for example, an apostle, and what do they always do? They respond, right? Like, that's the pattern that we're used to. Jesus calling and the apostles responding, right? For example, think of Peter and Andrew, the fishermen of Galilee. What does Jesus do? He says, come, follow me. They leave their nets and follow him. Think of the brothers James and John. Jesus calls. What do they do? They leave their nets. They leave their boat. And they leave their father and they follow him. Think of Matthew, the tax collector. What does he do? He's sitting at his customs post. Jesus comes, points, and says, come follow me. And he gets up and follows him. So we're used to this pattern, right, of Jesus calling and apostles responding and following. What's unique about today's gospel from Luke chapter 9 is that Jesus calls. He uses those words, follow me. And what do they do? They don't. They hesitate. They balk. They come with all kinds of excuses as to why they're not quite ready. And for us, legitimate ones, right? What does one of them say? Let me go first bury my father. And we say, well, what kind of leader is this? He can't even go bury his own father? Jesus says, come follow me. Somebody else says, let me go first bid farewell to my family. And what does Jesus say? "Uh-uh. I want you to follow me right now." So what do we make of this? Everyone, what Jesus is doing here is making clear that the call to discipleship requires, at a certain point, a full-hearted, full throttle unconditional unwavering response right when jesus calls the apostles he's calling them to apostleship that's very different than discipleship apostleship means they're going to be his closest collaborators working with him the apostles but the call to discipleship is different and it's for all and even the call to discipleship though still requires full-hearted, full-throttle, unconditional, unwavering response. And I hear that, and I go, oh gosh. So what does that look like for you? Where are we not offering Jesus that type of response? Where do we hold back a little bit? The call to discipleship then converts us there where we hold back, whatever that looks like for us. Now Jesus also uses this kind of strange analogy where he says, foxes have dens, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to do what? rests his head. I got an idea. I got a place for Jesus to rest his head. How about us? How about we give Jesus a place at this parish, in our hearts, in our lives, in our homes, in our families, for a place for the Son of Man to rest. Jesus is looking for a place to land again and again and again, and the closest place for him to land is a place where we have the ability to open it up and say, right here, I know he can't force his way into the culture, into society, into all sorts of other places where we want him to land, but I do know a place he can. And it's my life. It's my heart. It's my marriage. It's my family. It's everything. May we give Jesus a place to rest. May it be in us.